everybody. My name is Aaron, and welcome back to Woke Episode 2, The Take on Black Women. Today, I am joined in the studio by my guest, Miss Autumn. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. As reinstated, yes, my name is Autumn High. I'm a communication studies major with a digital media concentration and a minor in business and administration. And I'm going to pass it right back to you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Autumn, I never told you this, but I love your smile. It's very <laughs> it's very inviting. Thank it's very you. welcoming. Too bad the mask is hiding it. <laughs> Too bad the mask is hiding it. Like, that's the norm nowadays. But let's go back to the beginning before COVID hit. <laughs> um... Basically, tell me what it was like growing up a black woman. Okay. Um, now, this is something that I normally just always say, just let it out right then and there. I do not speak for all black women. I know it's unfortunate that sometimes we have to say that. Um, but I'm just going to tell from one story, and that's mine. So I know for me personally, um, I grew up with a lot of colorism in my family, being the only browner to darker-skinned female within my family as my parents and the majority of my relatives are lighter to fair-skinned individuals. So I grew up with that internal racism and then also just day-to-day -day going through like PWIs, like I went to a predominantly white institution throughout my entire life. And it's, it's one of those things where if you have long natural hair, you have a gap between your teeth, you got some meat on your bones, and then you're darker than everyone else. You're kind of like looked at not only as the black sheep, but a target for people to, you know, just try to invite themselves to judge you without knowing you or just be completely like just rude and all that other stuff. Honestly, I have so many stories, but I guess I'll just narrow it down to one of the most recent. Um, as a black woman, it's really hard to feel like you can say what you want without being looked at as this angry and aggressive woman, so mm -hmm. to speak. And I feel like black women in particular always get that negative connotation when we walk in the room. Um, me personally, I'm not an angry person. And I don't like the fact that whenever I have something real to say or I have something stern to say or I am upset, I get stamped and labeled as an angry black woman. And I personally feel that just because my girlfriend goes through the same thing. She's very outspoken. She's very passionate, whether it comes to her sorority, her job, me, her family. And it's always taken in a negative light. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't like that, especially since I have a black mom. <laughs> yeah. And my mom has worked pretty damn hard for everything that yeah. she's got. So when she speaks from the heart, it's not out of anger. It's her. Yeah. And I completely understand that. And I I joke around about the stigmatism of the angry black woman, but I never mean it out of hate because I feel like that is very disrespectful. That's yeah. like me saying that I think I'm everything because I'm light-skinned, but that's mm -hmm. really not the case at all. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's very important for you to say that because I feel like a lot of black women say that, but to themselves. Mm -hmm. And then the conversations when they try to have them outward is the dominant opinion. Yeah. And that dominant opinion cuts off everything else. And that's frankly really not fair because yeah. everyone deserves to be heard that's why i'm doing this so we can all hear the different aspects of growing up black and especially i didn't know you went to pwis your whole life like my high school was all black and now i'm at an all-white institute yeah so like majority of like i want to say middle school i went to a predominantly black um school 
But high school, I had to apply. So that was one of those things where it was like, I really wanted to, I don't know, it's kind of unfortunate to say this, like this is just the unfortunate truth, but sometimes it's really hard to get or feel like you can get, and I'm gonna air quote proper education, because I have noticed um, that inner city schools sometimes don't, in my opinion, don't get the proper education that they do. Like sometimes the books are not there. The books are either run down this and then the third, but I mean, that goes back to our systemic racism. Mm -hmm. Like why is the educational system better in a predominant, I'm air quoting predominantly white <laughs> schools than it is with the inner city schools? And I think that also plays a lot into like the dangerous mind stereotypes with the movie, which was an iconic, very good film. But I know personally for me, it's still kind of hard because I still go home to a historic black community. Like I live in Southside Richmond. And so for me, it's just one of those things where I have to always code switch. And for those that don't know what code switching is, it's when you have to turn on one face in front of the white folks, and then you have to turn on another face in front of your people. And it's something that I learned at a very young age because my mom, she experienced a lot of racism prior to even having me. And so she was like, I wanna make sure that my child is prepared for everything. And I think it's sad that you have to prepare a child um, to grow up in a racist world you know, it's, I think it was really hard for me as like a six-year-old to be called for the first time ever in my life a nigger bitch, excuse me. But, I mean, it's got to be said. There's no need blanking that out. It, it definitely is no need sugarcoating that because I've been called the hard N-word here. Yeah. I've been called the hard N-word yeah. growing up. And it's yeah. like, I think to myself every day, was I really the bigger person for not reacting? Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard conflict to have because I told my uncle this. He's in his late 60s, early 70s, grew up old school. And I told him, I said, it hurt. And he said, nephew, I hate to tell you, that's just how it is. It's going to hurt. Yeah. He said, but you can't let them see you get hurt. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you give white people who think like that that power. Because not all white people think like that. Yeah. But for the ones that do, they will really try to demoralize you and break you down and mm -hmm. make you feel like you're less by calling you that word, like specifically that one. And it's very demeaning. Yeah. I think it's really unfortunate because a lot of people don't really see the hurt behind that word. And I'm not even just going to point this out or make blame that all on like white people, but a lot of black people too. They don't even see the pain in that word. But that just goes to show that we're all different. We all perceive things differently. Our upbringing is different. And I think that's something that a lot of people just really need to recognize. As I stated in the beginning, I'm not telling everyone's story. I'm not telling every black woman's story. I'm telling my story. And I feel like the issue with, you know, everything going on in our country right now, it's because people assume that everyone thinks the same, everyone feels the same, and everyone shouldn't have to go through hurt because one person isn't. And I think that's the problem. People need to understand that this isn't just an everyone's story. This isn't just the black story. This is my story you know what I'm saying and my hurt my trauma a lot of my people can sympathize and empathize and relate to but one thing that a lot of people and I'm going to just speak on white people again a lot of white people that I've dealt with and again this isn't every white person mm -hmm. but a lot of things that I dealt with is well my black friend they don't go through this my black friend lets me say the n-word well guess what honey I'm not your black friend mm -hmm. I'm autumn 
and I don't appreciate terms like that. Um, but it is one of those things where it's it's difficult to be a black individual. It's difficult to be a woman. It's difficult to be a black woman in our current society. Um, it's really hard because it's just sometimes I feel like there's an attack and women have to always stand their ground and seem strong all the time despite the things that are going on. And I know with that hashtag where it's like protect our black women, mm-hmm. um, I really relate to that because sometimes we look towards our men because I feel like personally black women, will st- most black women will advocate, stand for, and you know, be by their black men's side. But sometimes we like to look around and we're like, well, where are the where where are black men that we you know we stand for as well, or just people in general? Well, it doesn't even have to be black or white. We just want to not feel like we have to put on a strong face every time we leave the door. And I completely, completely understand to hear you on that aspect because following a bunch of things that have happened in social media, not with just Black Lives Matter, but throughout the years with the mistreatment of black women by black men or not by black men we do have the responsibility to protect you all because the saying goes behind every good man is a strong woman i always say beside every good man is a strong woman because Mm -hmm. god thank you (laughs) i appreciate it because like when you think about it god made eve from adam's rib and the rib is on the side of you it's not behind you so that's how i choose to think that's how i i really appreciate that like i feel like that makes me a very good black man to think that way yeah. and to keep being persistent that way and love our black women. Yeah. But do you have any closing remarks? Um, I just want to say with everything going on again, please, if you, you know, just ask, you know, your fellow women how they're doing, how they're feeling. Because it is hard. It's hard for us to go out here every day. It, not for all of us, but it is hard for most of us, some of us. So please, you know, just give us, shine us a compliment, you know, ask us how we're doing, because guess what? We're, we're going to engage. I can't speak for everyone, but, um, you know, just start to say hi because we're living through some dark times and everyone can put a little shine on on this darkness that we're living in right now. Amen. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining. This has been Woke Episode 2, The Take on the Sisters. Now, stay tuned for Episode 3, where I will have my brother from another mother, but the same color on the show <laughs> that's why that's why i like to call them but be sure to tune in listen in on spotify share like subscribe and i'll be seeing you all soon stay woke stay blessed black lives matter